0: Karen tries to force me to serve her, but... I don't work there, so I let her have it. Here's what happened. Subscribe to Am I the Jerk on YouTube and hit the bell to turn on notifications. I finally got to tell a customer what we'd all been thinking. A while back, I was a server slash bartender at an upscale restaurant and was dating another bartender and was good friends with two of the managers. The owner was a pompous jerk, but had two locations. So he was almost never at my location. The other one was in a trendy part of town. So of course he had to be seen there. We had this one lady who loved to come to the bar. She would tell anyone and everyone Working that she was friends with the owner. It was actually true. And used that to treat everyone like crap. Snapping her fingers, calling out, Hey, I need another drink. All while bragging about the car she drove, the presents that her boyfriend would give her. And since she actually was friends with the owner, we just took it. We knew she would get most, if not all, of her tab comped and not tipped, so we just shuddered when she walked in. She had two steady boyfriends and a third that seemed to rotate. She was good looking if you like fake parts. We called her the entitled When she was with a boyfriend, she was only a bit horrible. But when she was alone, she would get really sloshed and piss off other patrons or hit on the older men to the point that they would leave. Affecting your tips all night. It's one thing if I know it's just one tab I'm losing out on. It's another thing entirely when you affect my whole night. Fast forward about eight months. I left the job to go back to school full time, but my girlfriend is still bartending there. And I would frequently go in to have a meal on the cheap and a free brewski or two. One of these nights, she shows up. The lady snapping at my girlfriend says, I need another Chardonnay, quick! My girlfriend, who is taking another customer's food order, says, I'll be right there in a minute. The lady looking at me says, You, you work here. Get
1: me a drink.
0: I just keep watching the game on TV and eating my dinner, and I ignore her. The lady gets in my face and says, You, I
1: was talking to you.
0: Get me my drink. Ma'am, I don't work here anymore.
1: Yes, you do. I see you working here all the time get me my drink don't you know who i am i know the owner
0: i look at my girlfriend and give her a little smirk as if to say may i and she nods back i didn't want to get her in trouble but the friendly manager was working that night and the owner was nowhere to be found the stars had aligned i told her i don't work here and since i don't let me tell you what everyone who does work here thinks of you you are the single most obnoxious guest that walks through these doors We call you the entitled C behind your back. You're a drunk, a gold digger, and a fake from head to toe. We count down the minutes until you leave. I turn to the boyfriend that's with her that night and tell him, you know she has at least two other boyfriends, right? Apparently, no one has ever talked to her like this before, and her jaw is on the floor. You can see the hamster wheel spinning in her tiny brain, and knowing what a crap show I have started. I sit back, take a long drink of my brewski, and prepare to get reamed out. But before she can start, Her boyfriend goes, What? Apparently he did not know about the other boyfriends. So what I thought was going to be a ranfield chew out coming my way turned completely 180 on her. He starts going off on her and the restaurant is dead silent. Listening to him ream her out. How could she be sleeping around after all he has done for her? Cars, condos, presents. After all that, she was messing around on him. He storms out and she runs after him. That was one of the sweetest drinks of my life. Here's the after story. Of course, this lady called the owner and complained about me, but he confirmed I no longer work there. My girlfriend got written up for allowing me to talk like that, but she never came back to that location. I was banned by the owner, but since he rarely was in, I got to hang out with my girlfriend and manager friend. For those asking, this was about eight years ago. After the incident, the horrible lady just started going to the other location. Since then, the owner's restaurants have shuttered because he was a horrible owner. My girlfriend and I broke up amicably, and she went on to run a restaurant with a James Beard awarded chef. The nice manager opened up his own place and is doing very well. So was I the jerk for finally telling a customer what we'd been thinking all along? This is one of those moments that people probably fantasize about all the time when they're working at a job and have to deal with a customer that they absolutely detest. Someone that everyone knows that they are a jerk but the actual person themselves don't have the decency or self-awareness to realize how awful they really are being. And since nobody's ever called them out on it, since no one's ever challenged them, they continue just acting this way because they think they can. They think it's normal to act like that. But this situation is a rare case where the original poster was actually able to say what it was building up this entire time and not risk his job because he didn't work there anymore. He didn't even have a job there anymore. Usually every opportunity there is to say something like this to someone, you have to bite your tongue because you're at work. And maybe that's what she was counting on, that he would continue to bite his tongue because she really did believe that he still worked there. So let me know if you've ever worked a job and wanted to say something like this to somebody that came into your job down below and feel free to submit your stories via the link in the description. My fiance's ex sent me their personal videotapes and I made the terrible mistake of watching them. I'm a 29 year old female, my fiance who's a 27 year old male and I just got engaged a week ago. I proposed to him when I heard from our friends that he was sad his proposal plans were ruined by COVID. We have been very happy this past week. I guess this caught the attention of his bitter ex who's a 28 year old female. She contacted me on social media and sent me a few videos and said that even though I may be marrying him, I would never be able to satisfy him the way that she did. For some background, early on in our relationship, I was a bit insecure about this ex, especially how attractive she was. But my fiance assured me that he would never, ever consider being with her again because she was abusive and used to force him into doing things that he did not like. I soon grew out of these insecurities because my fiance was an amazing boyfriend and always made me feel loved and very secure. But the ex's messages brought back all these insecurities and I decided that I would watch the video she sent. It was a huge mistake. I have never seen my fiance so passionate or vocal. She even had a video of them in a public place. I never knew that he was into all of this stuff. I got really upset and decided to check if he had kept any of these videos on his phone. It turns out he hadn't kept any of them, but I found out messages discussing them with his best friend Sarah. Apparently his ex had sent these tapes to him as well to remind him of how good it was between them. He had deleted them right away and blocked her, but was debating whether or not to tell me about this and thus asked Sarah's advice. The conversation somehow turned into Sarah asking who was better. My fiance tried to evade the question, but she pressed the issue for some reason. It looked like she was teasing him and being playful, but after a while, he got mad and sent her a mini rant. The important gist from it was basically this. He said, If you look at it from a purely physical perspective, then yeah, X was better. She was more my type physically. She was very aggressive and passionate and almost always took the initiative, which I liked. But she was also abusive, and towards the end, she started Started using it as a tool. Instead of feeling loved it became a desperate attempt for me to connect with her. Doing it with OP has made me realize that doing it was not just about the physical aspect. I feel loved and secure and happy when I am with her. Even if she is less my type compared to my ex, the emotional connection means that the deed itself is automatically great. Although the second half of this rant somehow saves it, I still feel really hurt by his admission that doing it was better with her. He did tell me that he liked me being aggressive and taking initiative and I do try to be more like that but once things start happening I end up becoming more passive and let him take the lead. I know I could try being more aggressive but I am afraid that I can never be as good as her and I can never be the kind of girl that does things in public. Now I wonder if he settled for me despite not enjoying it as much with me. Logically I know I don't have to be the best at everything for my fiance but it hurts because he is the best boyfriend I've ever had in all aspects I can think of and I always thought that our private life was amazing. Now I feel like I just got lucky because I was the first person he dated. That after that abusive situation, the bar was set so low that he decided that our relationship was amazing enough to make up for that. I wasn't as good at it as she was. I feel sad and hurt, and I don't know what to do. The ex managed to ruin what was supposed to be one of the happiest periods of my life. I don't know how to bring this up to my fiance without sounding like a nut with no self control who thought it was a good idea to watch the videos and snoop on his phone. Jumping into the future, there is an update. After posting here and reading the advice and reflecting on my actions, Actions, I realized what I did was wrong and a violation of my fiance's privacy. I allowed my insecurities to dictate my actions. Even though my fiance is okay with me using his phone, my intent to snoop made what I did wrong, so I decided to just come clean. I sat him down the next day and told him that the ex sent me the videos as well, and also came clean about the snooping. He was pretty upset, but surprisingly, he wasn't that upset with the snooping. He seemed more upset that his ex had somehow managed to cause drama once again in his life. He told me that he hadn't watched any of the videos because majority of them. He was uncomfortable with recording them and only did it for her and was afraid if watching it made me look at him in a bad way. This made me feel even worse for what I did and I apologized again and reassured him that they did not in any way lessen my feelings or respect for him. I wanted him to have some time to process things and decide what to do about the ex and what I did so I gave him some space. That night I decided to cook his favorite meal as sort of an apology dinner and discuss things. He seemed in a much better mood. He apologized to me for not telling me about the tapes right away, and for being an idiot and not realizing that she would come after me when he had blocked her. He told me he appreciated me coming clean about the snooping, and understood how I got carried away, and that I could have just talked to him and he would have given me his phone and reassured me that he hadn't kept any of the videos. I asked if he was going to press charges regarding the revenge pee, and he told me that he wanted nothing to do with her and that we should just move on and enjoy our engagement and forget the whole thing. I told him it was completely his choice and I support him and would delete the videos and block her right away. Finally, I brought up the text and he apologized to me for the rant. He told me that was the first time in a long time that he actually thought about who was better and that he never actively compared me with any of his exes before. He told me he should have just answered with a simple, my fiance is better and tried to apologize again. I told him that he didn't have to sugarcoat anything and that it was his private conversation with a friend and I have no right to be mad when he wasn't really disrespectful about me or our private life. I told him that it was okay if she was better and I didn't have to to be the best at everything. He explained to me that after talking to Sarah, he thought more about it and that he hadn't really expressed his thoughts well in the text, but he would like to explain it better. He said, you are the best I've ever had. I am not lying or sugarcoating anything. If someone asked me who is the most skilled or who is the most adventurous partner I've ever had, then yeah, it would probably be her. But that doesn't really matter because if someone had asked me what was the best I've ever had, my first thought would be the time when we did it right after you asked me to marry you. And then it would be the night when you first told me you love me and third would be the time we did it the day I moved in. For all of her skill and experience she couldn't even make the top three and we have the rest of our lives to make sure that she doesn't even come near the top 100. So no I am not lying when I say you are the best I've ever had. I'm not gonna lie despite what I said about not needing to be the best just hearing what he said maybe I butchered the quote he was so much more charming and eloquent made me really happy so I kissed him and asked him if he wanted to try to break into the top three again. I didn't really specifically try to be more aggressive but I tried to focus more on what he was feeling to reassure myself that he was enjoying it as much as I did. That naturally allowed me to be the one in the lead and it was great. I could tell that he really enjoyed it as well. I know I have to work on my insecurities and potentially see a therapist but for now, I will try my best just to forget what I saw in those videos and enjoy being engaged to the most amazing man that I know. So, am I the jerk? What the X did in the situation sounds pretty illegal. I'm sure some of you guys probably know the laws a lot better than I do when it comes to something like this but there's no way that that can be okay and I'm assuming that is the case as the OP directly asks him Do you want to press charges for what she did? And even if it wasn't illegal, how could you do something so violating to another person as to share something like that? The ex in the situation is using it like a weapon. People that do stuff like that, use something like this as a weapon, are the lowest of the low. I just can't even possibly conceive of how she would think that that would suddenly make the guy like her again. How does she imagine it happening? She would send him the videos, he would see them, and then he would suddenly go, oh, I remember how much I like her now. This reminds me of good times. And not instead think, this is a scary and vindictive action she just took and she's gonna probably keep coming after me and the people I care about. So how do you think you would handle a situation like this? Would you press charges or would you do something else? Let me know down below. An Entitled Mother is furious about Pokemon Go. So the other night I decided to go to a local lake and walk around to play some Pokemon Go. There are dozens of Pokestops around the lake and quite a few gyms too so it's a prime location to play. Also I'm 22 and I went with a friend who's 28. It was a quiet night, not a whole lot of people walking around. We approach a park Park and shelter area and notice there's a raid about to start, so we sit at the shelter area to play it. I'm not sure how to explain this if you're unfamiliar with Pokemon Go. We happen to be the only people there and across the trail was a park with a few kids and a mom barely paying attention. We're sitting there waiting for the raid to start for about five minutes when this mom comes over to us. Um, can I ask you what you're doing here? We're playing Pokemon Go, why? Well, it's pretty
1: creepy that two adults are just sitting here in the park. You need to leave. What? We're minding our own business. Maybe you should too. You are making me and my children uncomfortable. I don't know what Pokemon Go is, but it sounds like an excuse
0: to watch my kids. Well, we'll only be here for like 10 more minutes, lady. We aren't watching your kids.
1: Ridiculous!
0: She then storms back over to the park and sits on the phone with someone. About three minutes later, she grabs her kids and comes over again, yelling at us that now her kids can't enjoy the park because us creeps want to kidnap nap them. She also explained to her children, who both look to be younger than 10, that they had to leave because we were going to hurt them. I was baffled and didn't even know what to say. It's a public trail, a public park, and a public shelter. And on a lot of days, there are dozens of adults playing Pokemon Go. It was so strange. So was I the jerk? It is a strange conclusion to come to that these two guys are going to do anything besides stare at their phones because when they're playing in this raid, they're going to be pretty focused on the phone and not anything else around them. get that Pokemon Go, especially at the time, was kind of a novel concept and a lot of people didn't understand how it worked if they weren't playing it themselves. But even if there was no game involved, these two guys are just minding their own business. So let me know if you've ever been in a situation like this down below. And don't forget, you can submit your own stories via the link in the description. An entitled mother leaves her kids six train carriages away while she tries to steal our seats. So myself and my girlfriend were coming back from Paris after my brother's wedding. We got the Eurostar both ways, but on the way there, we went standard class. My girlfriend and I were paying for the return and thought that we'd go for it by upgrading to Standard Premier which was slightly more expensive than normal Standard but we don't go to Paris very often. There was a third option Business Premier but we're not made of money. The main differences between Standard and Standard Premier are that with Standard it's pretty cramped and with Standard Premier you get extra legroom. With regular standard, you have to go and buy food on board, but with standard Premier, you get food and drinks at your seat. The different options are divided into different carriages. The standard carriages are 1 through 5, Premier 7 through 12, and 14 through 18 are also standard. My girlfriend and I get onto the train. Our seats are in a carriage towards the middle, and we're in one of the rows nearest the door. We get settled into our seats, ready to leave when the Entitled Mother approaches. All paraphrasing. The Entitled Mother seemed nice at first, but it didn't last. Excuse me? Yes? I'm terribly sorry to ask you this. I hope you don't mind. My girlfriend says, yes?
1: Well, my daughter and I are traveling, but we've got put a bit far back. She's got a bad leg, and we need to be a bit closer to the doors. We can't be getting up to get food and
0: drink. My girlfriend says, oh, poor her. I broke my leg a couple years back, and that was awful. Had to have crutches and everything. How old is she? Oh, she's eight. She's
1: really in a bad way, but she's such a trooper. It would be just so much easier if we were just a bit further forward.
0: Where are you sat?
1: Oh, just a little further back.
0: She gestures vaguely behind us and I get suspicious at this point. I say, yeah, but where specifically? What carriage number? Um,
1: I think it was three.
0: Now we're in coach 10. This is a significant distance. Additionally, coach three is standard seating only. So I ask her, isn't three standard class? Hmm, Well, yes, but my daughter needs these seats. My girlfriend, catching on to the entitled mother's plan, says, Look, we're not unsympathetic, but we sort of paid extra for these seats. And I said, Also, where is your kid? I am going back for her once I've sorted these seats. So
1: I can tell her it's sorted now,
0: right? We've not agreed to anything. Isn't coach 3 closer to the front than 10? If it's about proximity, wouldn't you be better off in coach 2? No!
1: She needs the leg room too! And she can't keep getting up to help! You look like you can afford it!
0: I tell her, not really. We're only splashing out this once as it was my brother's wedding. The entitled mother starts huffing and says, look,
1: are you going to give me the seats or not?
0: My girlfriend and this overly sweet voice she does that usually indicates she's on her last nerve with someone says, it sounds like you're actually further up than we are. If legroom is an issue, then I'm sure we can speak to someone. I'm pretty sure your coach has priority boarding. I'll help you find someone, sort something out. It's really no trouble at all. My girlfriend gets up and leads the entitled mother back to her coach with the entitled mother grumbling the whole time. My girlfriend comes back about five minutes later and tells me that the daughter who was not at all entitled is also totally fine and in no way has a bad leg. Apparently the daughter straight up ran to the entitled mother and my girlfriend when they came back in their carriage and my girlfriend said that the kid was way too young to be left on her own and they were actually pretty close to the front of the train. But nothing else happened after that. No stopping, calling the police, assault of any kind. The entitled mother just went back to her seat but my girlfriend and I thought we saw her walk through the carriage before ours a little while later and speak to someone in there. So maybe she was trying again with someone else. So was I the jerk for not just giving it to her. So basically, the entitled mother here was trying to run this little scam using her daughter as the reason. I'm guessing this has probably actually worked out in the past, which is why she's still doing it and going across that many carriages. She started in carriage 3, and she's all the way in carriage 10. Granted, the first 5 are standard by default, so she probably skipped those ones, but that means she tried and failed in carriage 7, 8, and 9, and now she's in 10. So in other words, she was probably rejected a lot, but still somehow kept going because she believed somebody would eventually give in. And the whole time, leaving her kid Back in the original carriage, who obviously doesn't even care about switching seats. So, if these were your seats, let me know how you would have handled the situation down below and jerk or not a jerk and why. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories in this series, use the playlist at the top of the description. And next time you live stream, use the Cream of the Crop music. Search for Cream of the Stream on Spotify or whatever music platform you use for copyright-free music to use for your stream. It's free, Cream of the Stream. Either way, thanks a lot for listening. we will see you guys next time.